From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf or go to topgolf.com. Summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Jets Pizza, with six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust. To go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan, all of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive, our boost and burn is especially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at liberty.edu. Drurians and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at druryhotels.com. And by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It is indeed Monday night, which means it is time for Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things on Long Island? Uh, I'm trying to go get my sunglasses because I just flicked over to the to the football game just to kind of look. And I love lime green as a color. I love those bright. But uh, Seattle Seahawks, no, just no, <laughs> just no. Well, know that everybody in Denver is cheering with you on that. Well, no, I has nothing to do. I don't care about the score. I won both of my fantasy games this week. I don't give a darn about the outcome of the game. I'm talking about those green I know. things that they're wearing. Holy uh, smokes. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. It's the NFL. Um, no, And they're no. awful close to Nike I don't in care. Oregon. So I maybe that's care. where they came from. I don't. Well, I think they are provide all the NFL uniforms, but that's oh my god, those are awful. Those are absolutely <laughs> awful, and I love that color. So the eyeballs part of analytics and eyeballs tonight, folks, will be brought to you by the color lime. Holy cow! <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you this: I had um, a little adventure today because I was able to go down and watch the first practice of. Uh, the uh, Denver Pioneers as they start on their quest to uh, to win the tenth uh, national championship. So that's kind of exciting. And our now, guest, yeah, but hold on a second. I, I I'll ask you the same question I asked you this afternoon. When did school start at, at Denver? 
I don't know, six months ago? I, no. No, it just, it I mean, like a week, that, a week or two ago. It just seems odd that this is the first. Coach, Coach has got it down. He wants a three-week training camp. It started okay. today. Three weeks will put them just in time to, uh, to take care of uh, their business with UNLV, if you will. And, man, oh, man, he put them through a workout tonight, Paul. I will tell you, that might be the fastest college team I have ever seen. And I thought they were fast last year. No. Top to bottom, they are faster. It's unbelievable. I just, I, just, uh, I mean, listen, I'm not, I just, it just caught me off guard. I'm, I'm not <laughs> questioning the talent or, or, or the game plan. I mean, Lord knows David Carl doesn't need any advice from me, but. Well, unless he wants to wear lime green uniforms, but then um, <laughs> trust me, he's not wearing lime green. No, I get it. I'm just saying. Um, no, I mean, um, it it just is surprising because usually coaches relish every second that they can get on the ice with their. Teams. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the details. All I know is today was day one, and I was there, and they were gracious enough to to greet me and welcome me in. So um, thank you, Pioneers. I appreciate that. But it's time. We've got a guest tonight. We're going to talk Alaska hockey, um, all kinds of Alaska hockey. So well, let's welcome in the associate head coach from the Alaska Anchorage Seawolves, Trevor Stewart. Trevor, how are you? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. Um, I want to tell you right off the get-go, uh, I interviewed um, – one of the uh, fifth-year guys at Denver today by the name of Kyle Mayhew. Does that ring a bell to you? I love that kid. Well, I, guess he's not a, I guess he's not a kid anymore. He's like 25 years old. Well, let me tell you this. I ended the conversation with him today. I said, uh, the pride of Anaheim Hills, and can I say Fairbanks, Alaska? And yeah. he said, you certainly can. I love that place. He said, I talk to my billet parents all the time, and I can't wait to get back up there. I was just... Hoping, hoping, Kyle, please enter the transfer portal. Come be a Seawolf. Come be a Seawolf. Uh, hey, listen, you got nothing to lose, right? What's the worst exactly. thing you says? No? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, And he's got red hair, just like myself, so it would have been a good thing. <laughs> but but and, David and, Carl also has red hair, so that's, that's fine. Yeah, it, it, it's a catchy thing. I will tell you, Coach, that uh, that kid has got the greatest demeanor and the greatest smile ever. I mean, every time I talk with him, he is smiling. I asked him today, I said, tell me about your uh, your ability to block shots and, and where that comes from. And he goes, I don't know. I just like to stop the puck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. And he said it with a smile. And I'm going like, you had 43 blocks last year. And and you're still smiling. He goes, yeah, you know, it's what I do. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, talk about just how Denver's able to be so successful as taking a kid like that. And, uh, like, he played 18 minutes in the national championship game. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's a lot for a forward. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's a lot of uh, a lot of ice time. But, okay, so let's let's get digging into this thing. Um, we know that you were the coach uh, of the uh, NAHL team and a very successful one, I might uh, I might say. So congratulations on that. But was it difficult to move over and become the associate head coach with the Seawolves, or was it uh, something that you couldn't turn down when when Chasby asked you? Yeah, it just seemed like you know, the timing was appropriate. I've had some opportunities in the past, but being able to stay in state. Coach Shadsby, 
laid it all out there for me and said like we need you down here and and i'm going to give you a lot of a lot of things that you're going to be able to do and that you know normally a head coach would be doing so the trust factor was there with shaz right away and um my wife and three children are still up in fairbanks and will be there for the rest of this year at least and um so but it's a short 45 minute flight away to to see them or them to come down and and visit me and and i really really was drawn to uh shasby's vision of where this program can get to Uh, that's an underrated uh, aspect of, of the coaching life, isn't it? Uh, the, 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 the stuff that, that goes on at home when, 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 when folks are coaching, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, when you're coaching hockey, especially at a high level, it's, you're working around the clock. And it, it might not seem like you're working sometimes, or to people it might not seem like they're working as a coach, but you you have to be there to take calls, to make calls, to recruit, to run practice, to administrative stuff. So um, the the best coaches I see are the ones that are able to prioritize their time wisely and, and uh, be able to make sure that they're not only good hockey coaches, but good family people as well. Coach, give us a little insight into Alaska. I know you're an Elk River, Minnesota guy, so um, kudos to the Minnesota guys. But (laughs) I'm from up near Bemidji, a little town called Faustin, if you've ever been on Highway 2. Oh, Bagley, (laughs) Faustin. Yeah. (laughs) The old outdoor rink. (laughs) Yep, the ODR there. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. I haven't been back in a long time. So, um, but... (laughs) <laughs> I have to give Paul a hard time because I bring on as many Minnesotan connections as I could. But um, so anyway, tell us about uh, Alaska hockey for, for those that listen down here in the Southwest and maybe aren't familiar with um, what the draw is because coach Shasby said, you're a heck of a recruiter to bring people to, to Alaska. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's, you know, I've had experience obviously the last 10 years of recruiting players to come up here for the junior hockey ranks. Um, but it, it's an experience. It's like, Hey, there's, you walk out, out the door and there's mountains, um, right there. And, Oh, the ocean's right there. And, uh, it's just got so many unique aspects of, um, like no, no place else in the country uh looks like anchorage alaska no other college hockey program looks like anchorage alaska with with just the natural landscape and so that's that's a huge sell and and you know a lot of you get a lot more no's and yeses for sure it's just the idea of being so far away from you know most players are coming from the lower 48 or in canada or in europe it's just it's a long ways away so it's a grind and and it 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 takes a special person to understand, you know, what, what it really takes if you're going to be successful. If you have to just do a little bit more, it seems like coming out of the state of Alaska to be successful as a hockey player. Coach, uh, that being said, um, I assume, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but it takes a little bit more, to recognize players that have a better chance of saying yes than no? I, I mean, 
is it is it anything special to figure that out or um is it just a matter of just keeping your nose to the grindstone it's basically keeping the nose down and, and like we're telling these junior hockey coaches is like hey like we we might not be able to get your best guy but we need sneaky good players with upward trajectory that you know want to make a hockey decision knowing that they're going to have an opportunity to play division one hockey at an up-and-coming program okay coach so um i had a chance to see one of your new recruits your freshman this year uh by the name of alex gomez and um from parker colorado playing at uh, at new mexico which by the way might have the best uh, logo on all of the uh the null sorry sorry fairbanks but <laughs> that logo is something else um, is but anyway uh, i had a chance to visit with alex a couple different times and Number one, what a great kid. But number two, what a great hockey player. And boy, has he developed um, his hands, his his sense of uh, finding the net, his ability to find teammates. Um, how good can he be for you guys? Man, I think he's going to be pretty good. Like, he's he's very, like, unassuming. You're looking at him in street clothes and, and this gangly kid, he's constantly got a smile on your face, <laughs> almost to the point is like, is something wrong with you? Like, why, why are you smiling all the time? <laughs> kind of like Mayhew, but seeing him on the ice and just like I said, the, we want guys that are like sneaky, good hockey players with an upward trajectory and he couldn't be or fit that mold. You know, he fits it to a T. When, when you look for players, and, and and one of the things that 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 I that I like to look for, whether or not I spot it all the time or not, is is a different story. But there always seems to be guys where they come out of nowhere, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're saying like, "Wow, that was a heads up play," and I'm surprised that he was. Those kinds of guys just always seem to be in the right spot. They might not be yeah. the most talented, but they always seem to be in the right spot. Is that something that's easy to to to, to see um, maybe from a different angle? Because you guys are watching the game from a little closer than than maybe that full screen shot that that uh, we're watching on a video. Yeah, it's it's amazing to now that we're actually down at ice level with the players and getting to experience, you know, their hockey abilities for the first time at, you know, as their coaches now, it, Coach Murdoch and Coach Shazby, I think, did a tremendous job of just finding guys with certain traits that are going to lend itself or lend themselves to being successful for our hockey club. And now it's just us, up to us to kind of mesh all those traits together and figure out whatever the hell it is that we're, we're going to be producing on the ice this year. I got to ask you about another one. And Paul is an ASU alum. Um, so this will kind of go to his core too. But um, I watched as Carson Kosabud was recruited to ASU. And I, I think he was just a numbers, uh, a numbers guy, if you will. He just, he never could crack that lineup. And it wasn't because he wasn't talented enough or good enough. It's just, he didn't, uh, he just couldn't get over the numbers hump for one reason or the other, but he think it looks like anyway that uh, he's going to be a good fit for you guys. What do you know about Carson, and how excited are you for him? Well, another Minnesota guy, right? So, yeah, there you go. You got to uh, love that. 
it, it is exhausting listening to people talk about Minnesota hockey. The further I'm away from Minnesota oh. hockey, like it, I just come to realize like, yeah, they think the hockey world is centered in Minneapolis and it's really not. But anyways, um, well, thank Carson, you. <laughs> um, Carson Kosabud is one of two players that actually came at semester break and was on campus last year. So yeah, he's one of the, one of the two players that were the first players of Seawolf hockey 2.0, like actually on campus. And, and uh, you know he's he's got game in him. He can skate. He's strong. Um, he's he's uh, I think he's pretty courageous as well. And and this is he's going to get his opportunity. Like we when I mean, we have no other choice, and we're going to give that to him. And and uh, he's earned it. So um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see him as well as like a lot of these other transfers that we have. Like they're actually going to be playing hockey whereas in the programs that they were at you know maybe they're just like you said a number and they're just not not going out there and have the opportunity to be excited and have the puck and and make a play or make a mistake so they're going to get that opportunity um these opportunities and and we kind of understand how uh the vortex has kind of gotten to a certain point where between uh, the extra years for the pandemic and junior players having to stay down a little longer and uh, these players that have transferred in because they want that opportunity to play, um, at least most of them. You've had some guys, you know, did get some playing time. Uh, but do you see these guys as you guys – I assume you guys have been on the ice now for regular practices, No. Yes, just uh, just today. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, have do, do you get a sort of sense of chip on the shoulderness as these guys got out under the ice today? I believe so. Yeah, there's it was it was maybe less of a chip on their shoulder as like they're excited about what we want to do as a staff. We want to empower you guys with. Uh, the opportunity to create your own identity and like uh, your job right now is to go out and compete and have fun and play hockey like just go play hockey so okay i gotta ask you about a couple more because i just spent uh the uh the weekend in oklahoma checking out the resurgence in the 20th year of uh, ou acha hockey as well as uh, uco <laughs> hockey and yep. uh, I noticed you got a junior from Minko, Oklahoma, and uh, Matt Allen, uh, UMass Lowell transfer. Uh, tell us about Matt, and uh, you can play hockey anywhere in the world, can't you? <laughs> yeah, you can. If you can play hockey in Minko, Oklahoma, I, I suppose you really can. So um, <clears throat> Matt Allen is actually a player that I recruited when he was a, a midget hockey player in Iowa. And I was recruiting him to the Fairbanks Ice Dogs. And when he went into the transfer portal, it happened basically that that night. He like I told him what I thought of him as a as a player. And Lowell's a good program. And he entered the transfer portal. And here's another opportunity. And he jumped at it. And it just so happens that we have a couple other players that ended up 
or that did play midget hockey with them uh, in Iowa. So it was a it was a good little fit, I think, for us at that time. Okay, part two to that is um, the the favorite name of mine, all of uh, college hockey, at least the teams we cover. You know where I'm going, right? Maximilian Helgeson, uh, yeah. the transfer from Lindenwood and an Anchorage kid. Um, how excited was he to come back and find out that the Seawolves are going to have an NCAA program for him to compete in? He's the most excited of anybody. So him and Shazby's relationship, I mean, he, he, Coach Shazby was his teacher. And when, uh, I forget what it was, they were supposed to wear, or they're supposed to dress like a famous person uh, one day for <laughs> whatever it was. And like two years in a row, Max Helgeson shows up as Matt Shazby wearing his Matt Shazby <laughs> Aces, Aces uniform. So he, the kid is uh, just dying for this opportunity that's been presented. So he's, he's probably the most excited of anybody that UAAC with hockey's back. I don't know. I don't even know how to go anywhere to top that. No, like what? <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to. I just, you know, like, what I is mean, that? uh, that's... Here's a hint, Paul. If you want to top it, let's start talking about some guys that came from Minnesota, yeah. like like Joey Lamaru. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, okay. how, yeah. Like no, what? Who, who who else can say that? Yeah, my my uh, my middle school social studies teacher is now my college hockey coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. So, um, I I would assume as a senior and a goalie that that Joey's going to play a big part in, in, in getting the team settled in, so to speak, especially early in the season. He is for sure. And and that's just one of those things where Joey was slated and it's nobody's fault. Joey was slated to get, get ice, you know, at St. Cloud and just so happened. Karenic just kept, staying around like winning and like just like why why have you not signed your nhl contract yet like oh COVID happens and oh dang it so yeah he just he just kind of he didn't get pushed out but he's just like you know what there's there's got to be another opportunity for me somewhere else and so yeah we're super happy to have have joey and it's it's crazy too to think some of these transfer guys that we have have literally not played a hockey game in like two years some of them so that is crazy and i i was talking to somebody the other day that told me that it's really hard to evaluate <clears throat> hockey players uh when they're only getting you know a six minutes and, and i'll tell you who this was this was uh um rick zombo with linden what he said yeah. how can you evaluate somebody when they've only played six minutes a game that's not even playing you know no. that's not even breaking a sweat <laughs> So I'm guessing that you've got a lot of evaluating to do, and I'm sure you've already done a lot of that as well. But um, let's jump into the schedule because a couple of things that I want to talk about is Paul and I keep pushing at Simon Fraser, going like, "How come you guys aren't NCAA hockey?" Um, <laughs> so, so we'd love to see that. Then you got your green and gold game, and then uh, two weekend series in a row that I think are really neat for two different reasons: Western Michigan coming up to play you guys on the first and second. And then you guys coming down here to Ed Robeson going. Arena. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I know where the Western Michigan thing's going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go there. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, Coach Coach Shazby's son is who I coached <laughs> last year in Fairbanks has committed to Western Michigan. So, but but he's in Fargo this year, correct? Is he? He's in Fargo. Yes. Okay. And did he make that? He made that roster. I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. He Good. Good roster. to hear. Okay, so Western Michigan coming up there, but then you guys are coming down here to Ed Robeson Arena and uh, and going to play Colorado College in in one of the biggest weekends of college hockey in in uh, Colorado with the icebreaker going on at Denver and Air Force, and then you guys coming down to play Colorado College. Um, there needs to be about six of me, but um, I'll stretch myself out as best I can. Okay. Yeah, wow. that, yeah, we're gonna be super pumped up about about that trip. So, uh, is it too early to say that uh, the 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 buzz is getting around town now that you guys are getting back on the ice for practice? I think so. Like the media outlets have been out at the rink, and hey, there's I mean, there's nothing. I mean, we got the Anchorage Wolverines who did a tremendous job in their first year, and and. Uh, you know, now we're coming into the mix and, and people are excited. It's a hockey town. And now here's another hockey team that they can go out and support. So the, the support's going to be there. Yeah. Hey, I'll and, and, go ahead, Paul. No, and I was, I was just going to say, and, and, and I think people did a tremendous job in bringing the program back and, um, you know, uh, and, and we were happy to see that. And, and I think it's only going to get bigger um, as, as, as time goes on and you got to start somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So what we're focused on now as a staff is, Hey, we, we need to just be all in invested in our players, empower them and become a competitive hockey team. And, you know, with, if we can compete, regardless of results, we're going to be, we're going to be fine. And, and everybody's going to be fine fine with that and uh, just move in the right direction. Okay. Also got to ask you on the schedule, um, UNLV coming up to play you guys on the 14th and 15th. Uh, no secret that they're a pretty solid ACHA D1 team. And um, they're, they're dipping their toes in the water about potentially becoming yeah. an NCAA team. And I think that's awesome. I talked with David Carl about it today too. And I said, you know, that's really cool that you guys could, could bring them out here for an exhibition and he said hey you know what it's one of the things and one of the few things that we're able to do as an ncaa school is to play uh, some exhibitions so we're, we were happy to do it i'm sure that's the same thing with you guys um but then to piggyback off of that after that weekend you get on the road and i mean on the road you're going yes. to uh, northern michigan you're coming to air force you're going to be at arizona state then you're going to go to Vegas in a very unique situation. And I'm good friends with both uh, the UNLV program and the Liberty program. So I know uh, how excited those guys are to, to play you guys and I'll be there. So uh, we'll uh, you'll definitely see me in, in Vegas, but um, uh, how exciting is that for you guys too, to be on the research, the 2.0, as you called it, but, but to be able to involve some really good ACHA opponents as well. I mean, that's, that's what it's about. Like we were given a, you know, a lifeline to come back and be able to play division one NCAA hockey. And these are maybe some programs that are trying to do the same thing. So right now we have the ability with obviously not being in a conference with uh, trying to figure things out with 
you know, all of our staff is new to college hockey and all of our players are new to UAA to be able to, you know, dip our toes into different water and, and figure out what it is that we need to do moving forward. And at the same time, like help out other people. So um, super pumped up about the Simon Fraser and the, you know, the UNLVs and the Liberty uh, games that we'll be playing this year. Coach, uh, when you got out on the ice today, and um, and I'll, I'll I'll save my schedule question for last. <laughs> um, uh, when you guys got out on the ice today, um, uh, was there anything that you didn't expect that that you saw, or or was or you know, I mean, I know you guys script all the practices and that sort of stuff, but. Uh, was there anything that you guys were expecting or not expecting to see and saw when you guys got out on the ice today? We were we were pleasantly surprised that our guys can move around and you know get the spots and um, we're gonna we're gonna allow them to try to make plays in those spots when when they get there because they they can get there we feel and now it's. Yeah, that, that, then it's just a matter of, you know, are we going to be able to make those plays or not? But you, you're definitely not going to be held back from trying to make those plays. So um, that was that was pleasantly surprising. I mean, we, well, it is what we hopefully thought it was going to be. Right. But actually being there at ice level and like, yeah, we can we can get around okay. So, um no, hopefully we can make a couple plays and score some goals. So yeah, well that 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 is kind of and I I, I it's the only phrase I can use, um, especially when it comes to, and I you know and I'm not saying it obviously in a derogatory way, but this is kind of like an expansion team, and that usually is the problem, right? With most yeah. hockey uh, startups, is uh, you can get the other stuff. That goal scoring is really tough to come by. Yeah, I mean, and. We understand too, as a staff, that it's it's not fun treading water and just <laughs> sitting there and you know blocking a million shots a, right. a game. And we 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 want the puck like that's what it's about. It's about the puck, and you know we're gonna we're gonna try to make plays and and have some fun. I mean that's what it's about. And like shouldn't nobody should like playing defense. Like <laughs> want the puck on our stick. So. The only one that does that is Kyle Mayhew, and he does a pretty yeah. good job when he gets a, a puck on his stick too. But um, okay, so I, I my final uh, question on the schedule part of it is six games against Fairbanks. That I would think for Alaska hockey fans is got to just be like a dream come true. It's finally back, the Governor's Cup, right? Um, mm-hmm. And the battle to to go back and forth between these two universities, um, man. I, I mean, I'm excited, and I'm in Denver, Colorado. It's it's gonna be super fun. Eric Largen, friend of mine, you know, we've we've uh, you know obviously lived in I've lived in Fairbanks years, and he's been up there now the last like seven years, I believe. And I I knew him when he was coaching junior hockey. He's he's super excited. There's there's so many things just beyond like the competition between UAA and UAF. Like now that we're back, it makes it makes UAFs life a little bit easier to be um 
to be feasible for for a long time and you know we we need each other and like obviously it's going to be competitive and and uh you know once the puck drops but like both both programs need each other so there's everybody's being courteous right now and you know i'm sure the tempers will flare one <laughs> i love the way you puck. put that yeah. so well and you guys got a transfer from fairbanks so that that yes. that that uh, Caleb Height will will there'll be a lot of barking going on that that night those nights. Yeah, well, he sure. he played for me for the Fairbanks Ice Dogs too, so that's how that kind of worked worked <laughs> out, I guess. All right, so um, I I I was told we we're under a time limit here, so I'm going to get my last schedule my my last question in because some. <clears throat> Because I have to tie things back to me to, to balance out this Minnesota. <laughs> um, number one, you guys, as Scott mentioned, are going down to, to my alma mater um, in November to be a part of the, the Mullet Center. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, uh, I'm. I the best name for a rink oh. in college hockey. Like oh, this. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no doubt. I mean, if, if you're. if. And, and people are embracing it, and, and I'm sure the family's heard that stuff for years and so forth and so on. But if you're going to be named after a hairstyle, and a hockey rink's going to be named after a hairstyle, that's the one. <laughs> that's um, the one. The, the other uh, thing that I have to ask you, because like I said, I have to balance this out. You guys are going to come here and play three games against LIU. But before yep. that, you are going to be in another new building or likely to be in another new building at your alma mater. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. So um, my grandparents used to live basically within walking distance of that campus at UConn. Um, oh. So, um, uh, you know, you were there uh, when they were still playing at the old building, and now yeah. you're going to get a chance to see the new one. Um did I I don't know. Did you have something to do with that too, or or did that I just think, be a I, coincidence? I think that was Coach Shazby saying, "Okay, yeah." I haven't asked him, but <laughs> I, I haven't asked him. But I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like Shazby, son of a gun, you set this up. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that means you guys are going to see two of the three new buildings in college hockey this year. It's, it's unbelievable. Just right? these new buildings, like Sacred Heart's got a yeah. brand new, beautiful building. Like, and that's that's it. That's the next step. We want we want a new building of our own. So that's that's the next step for our program. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Ed Robeson is going to be the new building in college hockey for a year. Yep. ASU will be the new building in college hockey for about a semester. And the NHL. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah and the, well, we won't get into that because that's that's an entire week worth of shows. So yeah, uh, we won't get into that. Um, you know, uh, the uh, the Matra Family Arena in, 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 in Sacred Heart is going to be the new building, I guess, for a month. Yep. You know, UConn will be the newest building for about two months because you got Augustana coming in next year. So crazy. Um, you know, Scott usually likes to ask this question, but um, considering where everything was after the the, the shutdowns and the pandemics, um, can you get more uh, proof that 
college hockey's here to stay when you got four new buildings opening or five new buildings opening up in in, in basically two years. Exactly. That's it's just especially for the West. Like, let's do this on the on the West Coast. It's just the Kraken coming in and and the Knights and and there's just people love hockey and and it's not just a Minnesota thing anymore. It's <laughs> it's uh, you know it's California. It's everywhere. So it's um, I I don't see why that there's not going to be more expansion in the near future for college hockey. And that's, then that's going to be exciting for us to be a part of. Oh yeah. Can't okay. Wait. Final one for me is a two parter. Um, yeah. when we're talking about that trip to Connecticut and uh, long Island and uh, Paul, Paul's been yelling at me cause he said, Hey, you got to tell those guys to fix it. It's not Brooklyn. It's going to be on long Island. It's not. It's just not. It, 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 so, it's, so it's I tried not. to. No, Northwell Health is in Nassau <laughs> County. It's not. It's, it's, it's a whole borough. Yeah, Brooklyn and, and Nassau County. Just, yeah, no, catch your breath. Catch your breath. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, Trevor. So you got Connecticut on a Wednesday. You get Saturday and Sunday against LIU. Then you play LIU against Tuesday. Any concern of uh, fatigue over that stretch? Realizing that you go what five time zones or something like that. There's uh, yes, it's it's a huge concern, but it's something that I'm not worried about for another three months. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, my final one is um, I had a chance uh, about a year and a half ago to uh, to travel for 30 days to to compare uh, 16 to 26 year olds, as I like to say. So I went to the USHL All Star Game. I went to the Frozen Four. I went to the ACHA National Tournament. I saw the ECHL, I saw the AHL, I saw the under-18s in Frisco, Texas, all during the pandemic. People thought I was crazy. But, uh, Trevor, what I came away with was, um, oh, and I saw the NHL too, in, in Albuquerque. Um, but I came away with the fact that the 16 to 26-year-old uh, talent gap, quality gap, has really, really shrunk. And uh, you being a, a big fixture and a successful fixture in the NAHL, tell our listeners just how good NAHL hockey is. I was just down at the Rhinos that two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And, man, what they're doing down there in El Paso is unbelievable. And, of course, what you guys do up in Alaska is unbelievable. But how good is NAHL hockey? It's really good. And it, it stems, it really does, from how hard the coaches work. And that's really like pushed me is I like all these coaches that are involved in the NHL, like I know they're good coaches and they, they, they're, they're keen on development and getting their guys to work hard. And that's really what pushed me, um, you know, through my years in, in junior hockey, like, Hey, I, I like, dang, I got to involve, I got to be better. Like, I, or else we're just going to, we're going to fall behind because these, these coaches work so hard and, and they're so good. And, and a lot of times they don't get a lot of the respect that, that they deserve in my opinion. And, yeah, you know, with, with, with that good coaching, the good, good hockey players um, are, are usually produced too. So. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, you look at the USHL and almost every kid has got a, a university behind them and maybe a logo of an NHL team, but now you're starting to see that in the NHL too, which tells me that 
um, a there's there's too many players and we need more stalls and you guys along with a lot of other teams are doing a really good job of of snatching those players up and making them competitive. Alex Gomez, of course, being um, the shining star from my end of it anyway. I love that kid. I think he's going to yeah. be great. Um, but when you look at uh, at that, it, it's just kind of a natural progression right now, isn't it, from the NHL to uh, to catch maybe the USHL. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Like they're always going to probably have the more, more talent and, and whatever, but it's just, it's just cr- the hockey set up, you know, if there's a structure and hierarchy and things like that, but I've always wondered too, is, you know, these, these players being drafted in the NHL are, you know, 17 years old, 18 years old. Whereas I almost feel like it should be like one year later. Like, cause hockey's such like a late, later, like age, you know, specific or senior, um, seeing what you really can be as a player more, more like 19 years old, in my opinion, obviously there's, there's some exceptions to the rule with some of these unbelievable hockey players, but there's a lot of players that just are up, have upward trajectory, but you know, that, that draft is like a year before it needs to be before, for them. So. Yeah, that's really well said. I, I saw the same thing at the NJEC this year when I was watching that, I, I wanted to go there because I knew there were two teams that they were looking at and two sets of coaches. And I said, you know, this has got to be the best group of 60 uh, under 20 age players ever. And um, one of the guys that jumped out at me was uh, the last guy they added. <laughs> yeah, and and they were all all the coaches were saying like you know this kid is is one of our best centermen if not the best centermen and we're talking about guys that uh, already were playing in the NHL and and uh, so to see that I totally agree with you I think if they waited till nineteen you'd uh, you'd find a lot more talent so Trevor thanks so much for joining us always a pleasure to visit and uh, talk with a Minnesotan and uh, <laughs> tell tell Shaz to to. Uh, come clean on that Connecticut thing because I, I got a feeling that was a deal to, to get you to sign in the dotted line. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to ask him right now after I hang up. So thanks. Thank thanks, you guys. I, I really appreciate our time together. Thanks, Absolutely. Coach. I'll look forward to meeting you in person when you get down here in the, uh, in the Rocky mountains or in Arizona. All right. Thank you guys. Take care. Absolutely. Thanks. That's Trevor Stewart, the associate head coach from the Alaska Anchorage Seawolves. UAA hockey is back, folks. They're part of our coverage area. We're thrilled. Paul and I are going to be back in about three minutes to uh, wrap up another edition of Analytics and Eyeballs. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Still got it Still got it Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates 
officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs. Indeed it is, Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you from Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, always fun to talk to another great Minnesotan with connections to Alaska. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you don't know how to answer that with Trevor gone now because well, you know <laughs> no, he well, might still be answer, listening. <laughs> well, he might still be listening, but I, I'm uh, like I said, I have to ba- I have to try and balance some of this nonsense out. Um, and you heard the coach, uh, and he's from there and you heard him. I didn't say it and I didn't prompt him to say it either about, uh, your, uh, I didn't hear anything. You didn't hear nothing. My rear end. No, my my headphones weren't working then. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. It's good that, that. Things are expanding, and that's why we do what we do because we want to grow the game of hockey by covering the game of hockey. Um, but I think his man, I mean, Coach Shasby got a gold nugget when he got uh, Coach Stewart to come on board with him because he, he's got a love for that state and uh, he's got the ability to sell that state. I mean, he was saying, like, there's mountains and there's oceans, and I'm going, like, Okay, I'll see you in 10 minutes. <laughs> well, uh, listen, is it July or is it January? 
Yeah, but you know what? No, no, don't say, don't say. The kids, the kids these days, they want to experience new things. I keep telling you that. Right. They they enjoy travel. They enjoy going to places. You know, they don't want to go to go to Minnesota and play all their games in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I totally understand that. They want to go other places. That's, that's, That's great for them. That's awesome. I applaud every kid that does that. But um, it's not going to be you. About, it's not going to be me. That's exactly <laughs> right. It is not going. Uh, I'll I love one day to go visit Alaska. It's just not happening in January. I don't care. There's, no, there's because you're, gonna, enough, you're probably going to be in Grand Forks, Duluth, International Falls. There is. That's not where you'll heaters. be in January. There are not enough heaters. <laughs> anyway, uh, really good stuff and his insight. And I'll tell you, Trevor Stewart can coach hockey. Um, just look at his record with the uh, uh, Fairbanks Ice Dogs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they are a powerhouse. Yeah. And um, they're, uh, they're going to miss him, but their loss is definitely the gain of the Seawolves because if you want to think uh, they can turn around a program quickly, yeah, put it in the hands of Matt Chasby and uh, Trevor Stewart, and you're going to see some really competitive hockey this season. Well, listen, it takes – the word I'm looking for. It takes a certain insight and and insider knowledge, so to speak, to know uh, when you're at a at certain, you know, what your advantages and disadvantages are, especially in a situation like you said. You know, I mean, you know, he's not. They're not in the lower 48 or yeah, 48 um, or 49. Uh, one being really, really lower. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so, I mean, and you have to have those kinds of mindsets in order to transfer those to the kids. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I talk a lot about that that trip to uh, to see how close hockey was, and, and I'll never forget that. That was such a good experience but you know what i've experienced since july paul i've experienced the if there's a will there's a way i saw it in adrian i saw it this weekend in oklahoma i mean man you talk about if you see the uh the uh game of the week feature that i did and you see uh brad bassett the new gm for oklahoma hockey um choke up when he was talking about the fact that his son thought he might be losing his opportunity to play hockey at ou because he played all these years in Oklahoma and because of a rink um, situation and because of COVID and all these different things, uh, he, it was really getting emotional to him. And when I talked about um, how his, how his, the rest of the players on the team uh, were that, and, and he started saying like, Hey, you know what? We're on a mission. We're going out uh, all over the campus at Norman and we're telling people there's the OU hockey team. And there was yeah. no better example than the picture I took of Mr. OU, the uh, the self-proclaimed mascot um, from OU that or fan supporter that showed up, drove the 40 miles up there for opening night and uh, rallied the crowd. Although they came up a goal short in, in the shootout, they uh, man, their spirit, there's hockey spirit. And um, where there's a will, there's a way. And yeah. uh 
Michael Rivera told me the same thing at UCO. He said, hey, you know, if we can help keep this competition and keep the Oklahoma City hockey, college hockey going by just letting them play in our building, yeah, we're all for it. Yeah, well, listen, um, you know, there is we, – we've it, it, it's said all the time how small the hockey community is, and it's true. You know, um, it's – it, it usually doesn't take more than six degrees, more than it doesn't usually get to six degrees of separation in the hockey community. It just no. doesn't. No. You, know, um, you, can, you can usually get from point A to point B in two or three stops. So, um, you know, and, 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 and that's it, you know, and, and it's everybody's uh, unspoken responsibility to spread the love, so to speak. Well, I learned one thing tonight. Um, I got a new favorite name in Maximilian Helgeson. Right. And um, I'm going to have to try to find a Alaska Aces jersey with Shazby number and name on it so that I can put that on when I meet Coach Shazby in person down here uh-huh. um, just to let him know that he's also my idol. <laughs> I love that. Can you imagine well, that's that? Great. That's can you great imagine for that? him. That's great for him. <laughs> Can you it's, imagine it's, that though? Having your your social studies teacher, whatever he was, uh, become your your college hockey coach after the program is gone for a couple of years, uh, no, it's, and it like resurges said, it's, and you get them back. I mean, like it's I just got to it, be like a reincarnation. No, like I said, well, like I said, it's great. It's it's awesome when he does it. If you do it, <laughs> and at the same time, I'll grow a mullet. And I'll wear some black yeah, and gold that, and some that. and no, some no, no, crimson stop. and red. Stop! 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 <laughs> crimson stop, and gold. Stop, stop! 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 Forget the black and gold, and forget the crimson and whatever. I got to see the mullet. <laughs> uh, that that ain't happening. That, that, that is oh. not happening. Period. You sure. Yeah, I'd be more likely to see me in a, an Alaska Aces jersey than you will see me with the mullet. Yeah, but you can buy you the Alaska Aces jersey. I know, but I couldn't grow the, the I couldn't grow the mullet. You sure? <laughs> yeah, positive. And it would look really bad on an old man with uh, gray hair. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have to tell you, uh, there is there's somebody in this in, 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 in that normally is in my house that probably could grow a mullet. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. pretty. He came pretty close when he was younger. <laughs> Yeah, I certainly could not. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I couldn't either. Mine would just be, mine would just be a fro, <laughs> and I can still do it. By the way, <laughs> just so you know, so we're gonna have to have have uh, Coach Powers come on and see if he can name that side rink the fro rank, so you I'm can down. wear a fro. Well, no, well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I want to see the, I want to see Coach Powers grow one of the two. By, by, by yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, no? uh, right. as everybody knows by now, I I was at Arizona State a couple of weeks ago and <clears throat> got their preview done. Today, I was able to get the preview done um, at Denver, and really good insight from Coach Carl and uh, Kyle Mayhew, and the newest, uh, one of the newest, uh, Casey Dornbach. Man, 
really good insight into uh, the Denver program and what it means to be a pioneer. And I asked him, uh, I'll give a little secret away. I, I said, saw it. I'll, I know you did, but others didn't. I said, I'm going to ask you, uh, say two words. I'm going to say Denver pioneers. And I want you to respond in one word. And uh, he paused for a little bit and he said, culture, mm. boy, did he nail that on the head? I mean, uh, they're, they're just teed up and ready to go. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it was funny because um, Casey Dornbach's roommate is Shy Booyam. And right. uh, Shy came by before Casey came out. And he goes, hey, who are you interviewing today? I said, um, Dornbach. And he goes, oh, my roommate. And I said, oh, your roommate, huh? I said, give me a little dirt on Casey. He goes, oh, I can't. He said, there's nothing. He's just too nice. <laughs> Boring, right? Boring. But anyway, uh, Shy said to me that um, he, he said, his heart rate was up quite a bit during today's practice. And I'm going like, really? Because you've been playing hockey all summer and uh, man, th they skated and they skated and they yeah, skated but... and they skated some more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he was and, playing hockey in Michigan. Yeah. Not, <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of guys and I took some pictures today, guys that were taking one knee occasionally because uh, that altitude was starting to get to everybody. I think, uh, even though they'd been skating a lot of different times and yeah, places, that's not but the same. that's not the same. No, but these guys had also been out here for a little while. So yeah, that, that first time you get into that, man, we, we understand captain's practices. That's not the same thing as, uh, getting behind that whistle and hearing <laughs> again, 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 uh, and coach Carl is so, again. so calm and collected that you never hear that. All you hear is a quick whistle and then two quick whistles. <laughs> well, you get the point. Yeah, I know. Uh, it was, it was really a lot of fun. And, uh, tomorrow, Paul, tomorrow afternoon, CC yep. country. I'm going down to Colorado college tomorrow, two thirty practice, get some interviews afterwards, get that preview out of the way. Then I'm nearly half done. I've got three out of seven. Uh, hey, Peter, just <laughs> lock the doors now. <laughs> well, it, it's Menino, a funny if part. You're listening, lock the doors I, now. I sent an email out to Jerry Cross, their great SID. Yeah. And uh, I sent an email. I never got a response. I'm going like, this is bizarre because Jerry always responds to me right away. But I thought, well, maybe he's busy or whatever with practice just getting underway and all that. So I didn't really say anything. I thought, I'll just wait till tomorrow and touch base again, maybe by text message. And just before we were ready to do the show, I got an email from Jerry going like, I don't know how this happened, but your email went to my junk mail. And I'm going like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, yeah, you're more than welcome to come down tomorrow. We practice at 2.30 and <clears throat> I'll grab you some players and, and coaches afterwards. So um, maybe I can round up Menino and, uh, and get him on the show tomorrow night to uh, – to cap off the uh, the day at Colorado College, so yeah, we'll looking see. forward to that. And then, of course, uh, Wednesday is uh, the Great West College Hockey Podcast, and we all know what's going on there. It's going to be Utah Day, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, lots of good stuff going on. So you'll want to stay tuned with us. Anything that I've missed, Paul? Well, uh, there's a couple of things. Um, the one of the places that covers college hockey like we do um not one of the two quote-unquote bigger known names they put out their first preseason rankings and you know how i feel about those but if you're interested <laughs> in those i can i can dish those out for yeah, you yeah dish them out 
the ECH web, you know, account has this. Is you want to go from the top to the bottom or the bottom to the top? No, let's go top to bottom. All right. Well, okay. All right. So one is what you would expect. The Denver Pioneers. That's Denver, yeah. Two is that other maroon and gold team. The Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, three is the team that shall not be named. Four is your Bulldogs. <laughs> Five is... That, okay, the third one, folks, is Michigan. If you're trying to decipher his, his uh, reading between the lines when you don't understand him. Okay, go ahead. Uh, four is your Bulldogs. Five is Eddie's boys, the, the green and white team. North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Hawks? Is that oh is that is that what they are now? Okay. Um Northeastern at number six. Uh Minnesota. Devin State, Levi. Minnesota State. Uh minus Dryden McKay at number seven. <laughs> Eight. So I still got Mike Hastings. Come on. I know, but I'm just saying. Um eight is Quinnipiac. Nine. Uh Notre Dame. Ten. Uh, Casey Dornback's old team. Uh, Harvard. Harvard. Harvard, yeah. Um, 11, St. Cloud. Uh, 12 is Boston U. Uh, 13 is UMass. Uh, 14 is the true maroon and gold team. I thought you already mentioned UMD. Uh, I did not. Uh, I did they mention said they were four. The, yeah, I know, but that's not the, the oh. true. Who is the true maroon and gold team? You know where I went to school. <laughs> okay. They come in at number 14? Yeah, ASU at number 14. Oh, they're in the tournament. Well, it would be nice. Can we start the tournament right now? I'm sure they would all love that if you're in one of those 16 <laughs> spots. Right. Okay, go Providence ahead. That, that's good. Providence at 15. Uh, 16 is Penn State. 17, Lowell. 18, Clarkson. Uh, 19, Boston College. And 20, Bowling Green. Ah, and I want to say analytics and eyeballs are going to uh, debut their. Uh, are we going to run on, on analytics and eyeballs? Uh, the new poll, this the uh, Super Sixteen. Um. Yeah, eventually it ain't happening on October first. October third, it is. Uh, after the first weekend. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Come no, on, no, I where's your courage? You where's your courage? No, 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 no. no I got to see teams play for a couple of weeks. I, I'm not into this preseason. <laughs> preseason means nothing. Uh, that's not preseason anymore. It's preseason. Did they play? Uh, yet? Ask Ask Arizona State on October first and second. Have if they it's... played a game yet? No, I'm talking October third. Okay. No, I, I. Well, not everybody plays on uh, that first weekend. It doesn't October. matter. Sure, it doesn't does. matter. No, sure, no. it does. No. Anyway, um, Coach Carl told me that yeah. he was excited to have the icebreaker because that gives him 36 games this year instead of 34. Right. And he said, I think it's good for our guys to play more games. Well, I, I, every coach wants to play more games. Uh, there's a lot of excitement in the, right. uh, the Denver locker room, right. uh, as you would expect. Right. Um, all of them, if you're wondering about a, a national tournament hangover, that ain't happening. Um, they're already, they've already turned the page. The focus is on number 10. And yep. uh, I will tell you that I asked Kyle Mayhew uh, another little tease away. Right. I said, uh, important? Or I said, is it required to get off to a fast start? Or is it uh, something that you're just going to build towards the end of the season? He said, eh, not required, 
but but we want to start fast. So look well, out because they're coming at you. No, I mean, no, we want to start slow and lose a few games at the, at the beginning of the season. No, Seriously? no, I said, no, I said, is it required to start uh, fast? No, yeah. not required, but no. he plans on starting fast. And by the way, Magnus Corona, last year. Magnus Corona walked by me today and we were having a small conversation um, and he's now seven feet. <laughs> Jeez. Really? All right. Well, listen, oh my gonna... goodness. He's even taller. I swear he is taller than six, five. You know, let's just, just, just do some more name dropping here. That's fine. <laughs> um, oh, Magnus, man. I love it. Okay, go ahead. Um, the other thing is um, they are bringing back the frozen Fenway games this year. They in Boston? Saturday. In Boston, yeah. Um, Who's they, sponsoring a dunk? I don't have any idea or care. Uh, <laughs> I bet it's not, dunk. If they're not putting money in our pockets, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the um, They're going to play a couple of women's games and a couple of men's games. Um. BU and Holy Cross are one of the women's games. They haven't announced the second one yet. Uh, the men's games are Northeastern and UConn, UMass and BC. So, um, what do they only play hockey in the Northeast? Well, they don't. Um, but it's just, <laughs> you know, uh, first of all, it's outside in January, and that ain't happening for me. So, uh, <laughs> so that's why Arizona State can't be involved in that because you ain't gonna go to it. Uh, if I'm in a suite, maybe. <laughs> You'll be in a suite, all right. A snowmobile suite. That is, that is just not happening. No. I got to be consistent. It's not <laughs> okay. We, did we cover everything? Yeah, I, 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 gotta, I covered everything. You know, if we got Menino on tomorrow, if that happens, uh, we need to save as much time for him as possible because... The only thing that's going to stop that is if, if he just continues to buy me dinner. And we're still eating. Yeah, well, <laughs> once again, it's good to be a king. Yeah, yeah, something like that. All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs have been brought to you by Drurians and Suites. Drury Plaza, Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel. His booking stays now for trips starting this October. That's coming up fast at DruryHotels.com. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See SummerSkates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast at Liberty.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 College, South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car to fit your needs, new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza. More than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. 
analytics and eyeballs and all of the ice time hockey west podcasts are live every week on the podbean app available at your favorite podcast platform including the itunes store podbean google play store spotify stitcher the iHeartRadio app and on the TuneIn app ask alexa to turn on your ithsw podcasts analytics and eyeballs from the summer skate studios is a part of the ice time hockey west.com network very well done, my friend. I will tell you that it's a big thank you to uh, Alaska Anchorage and the associate head coach, uh, Trevor Stewart, for joining us tonight. Always great to talk to the coaches and get some insight. Um, anytime we can get them on, they're more than welcome to because uh, their their insight is like no other. I love the fact that he says, you know, it was fun to be down on ice level with them. <laughs> uh, I bet it was. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I bet know, it was. That's- uh, that's the fun part of the job for coaches, right? All the other stuff. Yeah. The requirements, the, the, the stuff they like is actually being on the ice. Yep, absolutely. Um, big thanks to Denver and the University of Denver and uh, um, Ron Nabenbauer for uh, bringing me on today and giving me a chance to visit with the, uh, the coaching staff and the players over there. And tomorrow, it's Jerry Cross, the SID at uh, Colorado College, bringing me on to – to see the guys in black and gold, the Tigers. Uh, who knows, Paul? I may just sign that letter of intent tomorrow with Chris Mayotte, and it could be over. I, I could. You haven't done that yet. Jeez. No, it could be over. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to sweeten the pot. He keeps sweetening the pot, you know. Then I'll sign that letter, and you know that could be it. I could just be a Tiger. Well, I know with NILs, it's a lot harder <laughs> for them to, to to for every team to do that. So, yeah, um, exactly. Just I just say if they, how long can it take for them to decide to throw you a couple of t-shirts? <laughs> well, they don't have double XLs. They told me that right now. They said they just don't stock them because nobody wears a double XL. I was told. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right, we'll say good night with little Roger Klein, the peacemakers. Hello, new day. Good night, good night. everybody.